Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, this is Johanna, your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 20th of December and the 8th of Tevet on the Hebrew calendar. Today in history, the 72 Jewish scholars completed the Greek translation of the Torah on behalf of the Greco-Egyptian king Ptolemy II. The translation is later called the Septuagint, which means 70. This is the date placed by tradition in 246 BCE. This week, our Torah portion is called Vaigash, which means he drew near. And today we're going to start in Genesis 45, verses 19 through 27. Before we begin our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. At this point, we're continuing what um, Pharaoh is telling Yosef to do to his father and to tell him. You are also commanded to say, Do this, take for yourselves wagons from the land of Egypt for your little children and for your wives, and pick up your father and come. Don't be concerned about your goods, because the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. So the sons of Israel did so. Yosef gave them carts by Pharaoh's command, and he gave them provisions for the journey. To each of them he gave a change of clothes, while to Binyamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and five sets of clothes. Also to his father he sent the following, ten donkeys carrying from the best of Egypt, and ten female donkeys carrying grain and food and provisions for his father's journey. Then he sent his brothers off, and as they departed, he said to them, Don't be anxious on the way. Then they went up from Egypt and came to the land of Canaan, to Yaakov, their father. They told him, saying, Yosef is still alive, and he is ruler of the whole land of Egypt. His heart went numb, for he did not believe them. 
but they told him all of Yosef's words that he had told them. When he saw the wagons that Yosef had sent to pick him up, the spirit of their father Yaakov revived. Then Israel said, Enough! My son Yosef is still alive. I must go and see him before I die. That was Genesis 45, 19 through 27. And now for our portion today from the prophets, it is 1 Samuel 25. Then Shmuel died, and all Israel gathered and lamented him and buried him at his house in Ramah. David then arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now there was a man in Maon whose business was in Carmel, and the man was so wealthy, he had three thousand sheep and one thousand goats. At that time he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The man's name was Naval, and his wife's name was Avigail. The woman was intelligent and beautiful, but the man, a Calebite, was harsh and evil in his dealings. While David was in the wilderness, he heard that Naval was shearing his sheep. So David dispatched ten young men, and said to the young men, Go up to Carmel, and when you reach Naval, greet him in my name. Thus you will say, Long life and shalom to you, shalom to your house, and shalom to all that is yours. Now I hear that you have shearers. When your shepherds were with us, we did them no harm, and nothing of theirs was missing all the time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. Therefore, let the young men find favor in your eyes, for we have come on a festive day. So please, give to your servants and to your son David whatever you find at hand. David's young men went and told Naval all those words in David's name, and waited. But Naval answered David's servants by saying, Who is David, and who is Ishai's son? Nowadays, there are many slaves, each running away from his master. So should I take my bread, my water, and my meat that I have cooked for my shearers, and give it to men whom I don't know where they come from? So David's young men turned around and went back. When they came and reported to him all these words, David said to his men, Everyone buckle on your sword. So each man buckled on his sword, and David also buckled on his sword. About four hundred men went up following David, while two hundred stayed with the baggage. But one of the young men told Naval's wife, Avigail, saying, Look, David has sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, but he spurned them. Yet the men were very good to us. We were not harmed, nor were we missing anything, as long as we went about with them while we were in the fields. They were a wall to us, both by night and by day. All the time that we were with them, tending the sheep. Now, therefore, know and consider what you will do, for evil is determined against our master and against all his household. But he is such a worthless fellow that no one can speak to him. 
Then Avigail hurried and took two hundred loaves, two bottles of wine, five dressed sheep, five measures of roasted corn, one hundred cakes of raisins, and two hundred cakes of figs, and put them on donkeys. Then she said to her young men, Go on ahead of me. See, I'm coming after you. But she did not tell her husband, Naval. As she was riding on the donkey and going down by the hidden pass of the mountain, behold, David and his men were coming down towards her. So she met them. Now David had been saying, Surely in vain I've guarded all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missing of all that belonged to him. Yet he has returned me evil for good. May God do so, and even more to David's enemies, if by the morning I leave one, even one male of all who belongs to him. When Abigail saw David, she quickly dismounted from her donkey, fell before David on her face, and bowed down to the ground. As she fell at his feet, she pleaded, Oh, she pleaded, On me, only me, my lord, be the punishment, but please let your maidservant speak in your ears and listen to the words of your maidservant. Please, my lord, pay no attention to this worthless fellow, Naval, for as his name is, so is he. Naval is his name, and disgraceful folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. So now, my Lord, as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, since the Lord has restrained you from shedding blood and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now, therefore, let your enemies and those who are seeking harm to my Lord be as Naval. Now let this blessing which your maidservant has brought to my Lord be given to the young men who are accompanying my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make an enduring house for my Lord, because my Lord is fighting the battles of the Lord. So let no wrongdoing be found in you all your days. If anyone rises to pursue you and seek your life, then let my Lord's life be bound up in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God. But let the soul of your enemies be hurled away as from the hollow of a sling. So when the Lord has fulfilled from my Lord all the good things that he has spoken concerning you, and has appointed you ruler over Israel, then this will not be a stumbling block for you, or offense of heart to my Lord, or needless bloodshed by my Lord avenging himself. So when the Lord has dealt graciously with my Lord, then remember your handmaid. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who sent you to meet me this day. Blessed be your discernment, and may you be blessed for keeping me this day from shedding blood, from avenging myself with my own hand. Yet, as the Lord God of Israel lived, lives, who restrained me from harming you, unless you had come quickly to meet me, surely not one male of Naval's line would have been left alive by the morning light."
So David received from her hand what she had brought, and said to her, Go up in shalom to your house. Look, I have listened to your plea, and have granted your request. Then Avigail went to Naval, and there he was, holding a banquet in his house, like that of a king. Naval's heart was merry within him, for he was quite drunk. So she told him nothing at all until daybreak. It came to pass in the morning, when the wine had gone out of Naval, and his wife told him these things, that his heart died within him, and he was paralyzed like a stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Naval, and he died. When David heard that Naval was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who took the case of my insult from the hand of Naval, yet has restrained his servant from evil. The Lord has returned Naval's vileness on his own head. Then David sent word and proposed to Avigail to take her as his wife. When David's servants came to Avigail at Carmel, they told her, David has sent us to you to take you as his wife. So she rose, bowed down with her face to the ground, and said, Behold, your handmaid is a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. Then Avigail rose quickly and mounted a donkey with five of her maidens following her, following David's messengers, and she became his wife. David also took Achinoam of Israel, and the two of them were his wives. Meanwhile, Shaul had given Michal, his daughter, David's wife, to Palti, son of Laish, who was of Galim. That was First Samuel 25. Today, our portion from the writings is Psalm 65. For the music director, a psalm, a song of David. Praise is awaiting you in Zion, O God, and to you the vow will be fulfilled. O you who hear prayer, to you all flesh will come. Records of sins overwhelm me. You will atone for our transgressions. Blessed is the one you choose and bring near to dwell in your courts. We will be satisfied with the goodness of your house, your holy temple. You respond to us in righteousness with awe-inspiring works. O God of our salvation, hope of all ends of the earth and farthest seas, who establishes mountains by his power, being girded with might, who stills the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, and the tumult of the peoples. Those dwelling in the uttermost parts stand in awe of your signs. You make morning and evening shout for joy. You visit the land and make it abundant, greatly enriching it. The stream of God is full of water. You prepare their grain, for so you have prepared the earth. You drench her furrows, leveling the ridges. You soften her with showers, blessing her growth. You crown the year with your goodness. Your wagon tracks drip with abundance. Pastures of the wilderness overflow, and hills are robed with joy. Meadows are clothed with flocks, and valleys are covered with grain. 
They shout for joy. Yes, they sing. That was Psalm 65. And our final portion for today is from the Apostles, and it is Mark chapter 16. When Shabbat was over, Miriam of Magdala, Miriam the mother of Yaakov, and Shlomit brought spices, so they might come and anoint Yeshua's body. Very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they come to the tomb. They were saying to each other, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? Looking up, they see that the stone, it was really huge, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were startled. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Yeshua of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they put him? But go, tell his disciples and Kepha, he is going before you to the Galil. There you will see him, just as he told you. And going outside, they fled from the tomb, gripped by trembling and amazement. They didn't say anything to anybody for they were afraid. After he had risen on the first, early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Miriam of Magdala, from whom he had driven out seven demons. She went and brought word to those who had been with him. While they were mourning and weeping, when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they refused to believe. After that, he appeared in a different form to two of them as they were walking on their way to the country. They went and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to them, the eleven, as they were reclining at the table. He rebuked them for their unbelief and their hard-heartedness, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had been raised. He told them, Go into all the world and proclaim the good news to every creature. He who believes and is immersed shall be saved, but he who does not believe shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe in my name, and they will drive out demons, they will speak new languages, they will handle snakes, and if they drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will get well. Then the Lord Yeshua, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and proclaimed everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word by the signs that follow. That was Mark 16, and it concludes our readings for this episode. If, however, you are reading through the Apostles twice in this year's reading cycle, you'll be reading 2 Corinthians chapter 6 today also. I pray that the Word of God is a blessing to your heart today and that it has encouraged your spirit. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.